know what time it is. You know what it is. Welcome to the Culture Podcast. Welcome to the Culture Podcast. A podcast inspired by and representing for the culture. Just been, been, been a fan of the culture and the authenticness of it. Everything from hip hop. What's up, y'all? This is Jay Cole. Yo, it's Ice Bear. It's Kendrick Lamar. It's the baby. Sports. Mahomes looking to flip. Takes it in for the touchdown. Urban life. Let's heat up right now. And everything in between. Let's the show starts now with your host, Jeff and Anthony. Yo, 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 peace, peace, peace. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 70 of The Culture. We got a lot to get into. It's your boy Jeff with my man Ant. <laughs> we got Mikey She once again, special guest, because he has to clear his name or something. Uh, we're going to discuss a lot of different <laughs> topics today. <laughs> oh, n- oh, no. We're going we're gonna to review some new albums that came out. Uh, let me give a shout out to our patrons. But first things first, uh, Mike, we had to bring you back because there was a little backlash. Um, and, I'll, and I'll read some of the messages to you from uh, some of our patrons. Oh, I like there was more than one. Yeah, because Great. you had mentioned, and, and we didn't even touch on it because you said we would leave it for another time. When you sure. had said that, you know, Eminem was corny, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to misquote you. Those were your exact words, correct? I mean, I don't know if they're my exact words, but I, I feel that. Yeah, you said he was corny. You said you don't really fuck with his shit. Okay. Mm-mm. So right away, you know, once people the episode came out Monday morning, people started listening. First thing I get was messages from our patrons. One of them says, <laughs> one of them by the name of Alex Sose said, remove Mr. Sheether from your show. Eminem is corny. Fuck out of here. And then- <laughs> I like that he called me by my formal name, Mr. Sheether. Thank you. I'm with it. And then another and then another patron by the oh, name of no. Grand Kaiser said, Yeah, you need to take that white boy off, period. And then <laughs> and then Jesus after- jump right to white <laughs> Get white ass the fuck up on out of here. He's that- talking about white rappers, get that white dude off the show. Not God damn it. Asian nonsense. And then Alex Ose doubled down and he said, If you don't like him, cool. But to say M is corny, fuck out of here, son. Are you not listening to the nasty shit that he spits, especially when he get in that zone? And I was like, all right, I'm just going to let Mikey address it himself. I'm not going to be speaking sure. for him. You know what I'm saying? So the floor is yeah. yours, man. <laughs> I mean, it, well, first of all, and we kind of talked about this in our text thread, but like preference is a thing, right? Like you can not prefer somebody and still recognize they're talented. Like Eminem has never been my style. I've never really, <clears throat> I've never really liked his voice. I've never really liked the way that he raps. Even when his like white tape came out that was when I was in high school and everybody was so on his dick. You know, I don't know. I like him. He's fine. I've never owned an Eminem album. But, like, to say that Eminem is a sacred cow that you can't criticize, like, Eminem is Amazon. Amazon, if you will. He (laughs) is an... Say what you did. He's, like, a massive entity that he doesn't need your support. Like, he's good. And he has enough of a fan base. I know that he's talented. Of course he's talented. But, like, if we can, if I can't comment on him and say that I kind of think he's corny. Like, I mean, how? what examples do you want me to use that he's corny? Two trailer park girls go around the outs. I mean, yeah, I don't, dude but, is yeah, I don't like, a jester. I, I, and, I've been, and I've been open about saying I don't like that side of him. And sure. And early work, and he half does, of his album was like that. I never liked that goofy shit. But I like mm-hmm. that other shit. You know, half the other half of the album sure. is usually, you know, say goodbye to Hollywood, sing for the moment. You know, the real shit. You know, Toy Soldier. Of course. That's the shit I fuck yep. with. Yep. But I think what it is, me is too. That, I think you know what it is. I think the fact they accept that from Ant because, like, we've we've had this conversation before. A lot of black people just can't relate to M, so they don't, you know, they don't they understand he's nice, but they don't fuck with him. But you're a white boy, so I think that hits differently. So I what I'm people, supposed to, I have to love him? No, but I think that's why people. And I'm not the arbiter of all Negroes either. 
I'm not the arbiter of all Negroes either. Like, <laughs> no, but you're just the example because <laughs> you're the black guy on the show. But all my other black friends too, they feel the same way you do about Eminem. Like, okay, he's okay. I can't fuck with him. I don't listen to his music. I can't relate to his music. But Mike, mm-hmm. being a white boy, I guess it's assumed that you know the majority of Eminem fans are white. You know, he even talks about it in his song. Like, if I was black, I would have sold half. I ain't had to graduate mm-hmm. from Lincoln High School to know that. And, you know, Mike being white and him saying that Eminem is corny, you know, that's almost like unheard of. So I think people trip when they see mm-hmm. a white person dissing Eminem well, like that. And I just think that it's, you know, I, I there isn't a racial component in in, uh, in the fight with me about Eminem. Like, it's just not part of it. But, I mean, if we want to get into that, it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, are, are you going to say that Elvis is better than like Robert Johnson or something, you know, like this is what our Chuck Berry it's, there's an argument to be made there, man. It's like Eminem was a sanitized version of hip hop that could have been sent out. That was sent out into the suburbs, weaponized to sell as many albums as he could. And the shady aftermath, like the, it's kind of the way that I feel about a lot of Dre's artists Mm. is that I feel like they're kind of, they're these packaged sanitized things. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that I don't like his artists. I love a lot of his artists, but Eminem is like, he is, I mean, he was weaponized as like this brand. And while his skills are obviously unquestionable, it just, it wasn't for me. You know, it's like, like I said, Amazon, I don't want to shop at Amazon. I want to shop at my local bookstore where they're going to give me their personal recommendations. (laughs) Sure. Fuck yeah. Well, I know I did. I do order shipping on Amazon all the time. But. Your local bookstore don't got prime two-day shipping, even though they don't even do that. Yeah. But anyway. And I'm like, I, I actually wrote like a list of like, I wrote like roasts, like roasting jokes about Eminem. Go but ahead. I decided I'm not even going to read them because it's just going to piss people off more. No, no, go it's ahead. Just, no, no, no. I want to piss Rapper off. doesn't need, well, I don't know. Read a couple. I said of defending, them. Em, defending Eminem is like saying all lives matter. Mm. <laughs> like Eminem doesn't need your Ouch. help, man. He's good. Like. Focus on people that are at like that, that need the support that need to be defended. Like Eminem has an army behind him. He's fine. If he's your dude that you're like going to the mattresses for. And if we're also on this show and in the world, if we're not allowed to have an opinion saying like we don't prefer somebody, I know that I went far and I called him corny, but like that's how I feel. Did it bother you when Eminem comes out and he defends black people or Black Lives Matter or when he did the little anti Trump uh, freestyle? Does the shit like that bother you? Me? Yeah. Because I know it bothers no, some I, black people. Like, okay, we don't need the white boy being our leader type of shit. You know what I'm saying? I heard that a mm. lot from well, the anti folks. the anti Trump thing. Find better was, black friends. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the the anti Trump thing was fucking awesome. I yeah, but that. what I'm saying is like, and I don't know. I guess Ant doesn't agree. But yeah, black people were like, yo, we don't need the white boy to be like the leader of the black community. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you know, I don't. know. I don't think, but I don't think that's what, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know enough about it to really speak on it, but I don't think that was his intention. Let me, let me hear one, one more of your anti-M&M uh, jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. This How many is the you one have on that list? Really, he literally pulled uh, up the whole sec, paper. Six or seven. M&M is the insane clown posse with 35% more talent. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, he ate the insane clown posse when he passed. Of course, dude. Of course. <laughs> they're, they're the fucking worst. <laughs> he was yeah. like, fuck ICP, buy my CD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And definitely fuck ICP. And I don't, and I don't think that he's ICP, but it's just, for me, it's the bigger issue beyond Eminem is that I think we can all have our opinions about any artist that we want. People should be able to come on here and talk shit about Jay Z if they want to. Like, but you have to, you know, you have to be able to have your preference. And okay. I don't know. It's all good. I also just don't think you should have to fucking go away. Like, oh, I have to just leave the show because I don't like Eminem. Get the fuck out of here. Canceled, Mike. You are canceled. This is the I'm last gone. time you're going to come on this show. Goodbye, guys. We'll be back next week. All right, let me just hear one more, please. Let me just hear one more Eminem joke before we move on. 
Eminem is a dishwasher. Yes, he does it faster and better, but sometimes hand washing makes the dishes cleaner. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking I was kind of stoned last you night. You should bro. do a little. You should do a little stand up a bit and just do Eminem Jones. <laughs> By the way, we got so specific. Get my, we got two dishwashers in the house. It's never been turned on. Anyway, go ahead. Wow, never been so turned on. Want to get Mike shot? That's terrific. What'd you say, Ant? He just want to get you want to get you shot. He wants to go on stage, say Eminem jokes and everything else <laughs> yeah. like that, and get you shot. But reality, like no one, there's no problem with Eminem. It, it, <sighs> okay, let's get this shit out the way. You always feel to have a problem with Eminem. I don't. I think that when black people say shit like you know he shouldn't be the leader for black Is people, Eminem in your he, top five. No, he's in my top ten. He's not in my top five. Okay. He's in my top 10. He's not in my top five. But the whole thing is like people talk about everything else in regards to him and the goofy rapping and so on and so forth. And wonder why people connect with him. You wonder why a guy like Mike doesn't necessarily connect with him. Because like I said, it's a silly shit. It's a goofy shit. That's neither here nor there. The whole thing like with Eminem's story, I mean, it's it's not a story of color. It's a story about status in society. It's not like he grew up a rich, a rich white kid who became a great rapper. He grew up with a, a lot of the poverty and degradation that other I guess black artists have grown up with as well. So there's something that's related to Bill about the story besides his skin. The thing about Eminem always going to be like, he got co-signed by a bunch of people and that's great. But the reason that, you know, someone like Dr. Dre co-signed someone like Eminem, because you have to recognize a particular level of talent and his talent is otherworldly. That's the special part about him. It's always going to be a white thing, black thing with him. I'm not denying his ability as a lyricist at all. I'm just more in the sense that, just because he's not my cup of tea doesn't mean I actually dislike or despise the man. This is this is an off-handed example. Do you guys like porn? Yes. I'm going to Twitter this, right? Okay. Do you have a favorite porn star? Yes. You don't have to name them, but Yes. <laughs> I should I should talk about this. No, I won't. I won't name her by name, but my about porn this star. last week on the sex episode. I know. You said don't talk about sex on a sex <laughs> issue. So Baby. we didn't talk about it. <laughs> my favorite porn star is my wife's exact stunt double. Oh really? It's super weird. That it's is really so weird. nice. That's so nice. <laughs> it's like so I'm nice. not even like I'm not jerking off to anybody like, else. Like like, like I can't cheating. like I can't cheat. It's you. <laughs> like, like, like you. It's crazy. Like not. She's like ninety eight percent my wife. It's a win win. It's a win win. Does her first name begin with an R? No, it begins with a V. All right, we're not going to be looking this girl up, man. I ain't trying to okay, be picturing him. Like, like, it's a little group. I have a couple of friends that have looked up and been like, oh, man. And I'm like, no, I'm not oh, doing that. That makes me feel weird. Okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> but the whole thing, like, let's say you like porn. There's a particular like a porn star. Like, that doesn't mean you dislike all the other ones. You just have a particular favorite. You still like the genre. I love rap. I love hip-hop. And I love Eminem. It doesn't make me put him above everybody else or dislike him more than most. It's just that I put him in this particular section where he does certain things that I like. And certain things that I don't like, the people that I favor more do a lot more of the things that I like than the things that I don't but like. But does it have to do with the fact that you don't relate to his music? Does that have something to do with it a little bit? No, because his music is like his music is fire. Like when, when he's speaking on a more personal level, when he's speaking like to things about society and stuff right. of that nature, he's amazing. Once he gets to that Superman Super gibberish, shit. whatever shit, that, but, but that's with him. You got to accept both parts of it. it doesn't, he loses you when he does that fast shit. Rapidly rap, but 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 we said that every time we talk about him, yeah. I said when once he got in that rap god shit, I said that's when I, I personally yeah. like I'm not fucking no more because I'm like said when you're like I can still do you know till I collapse word for word, mm-hmm. I can still like I can still do stand word for word when he's just saying it and just rapping it out, 
when it goes to like you're not busting. I just, I just I, I like you can do it. It's great, I just like the, I just like the shit that he makes that has substance. When he starts talking about you know I watch porn sure. like I'm Paul Orndorff while I'm jerking off at the store. You know when he does that bullshit. I, he, you know I can't really fuck with that because <laughs> he's not saying that he's yeah. putting words together. You know what I mean? And he's the, probably the best at doing that at putting words together. But when you're not saying For that, sure. you know I, I lose. Nah. No, but you know, like you know, a guy who's perfect of putting like dumb shit together, but just because of how he says it is fire. It's like somebody like action. Action mm-hmm. just says dumb shit. Yeah, but because of how <laughs> well, yeah, he says yeah. it, it comes off. It fire. sounds dope. Yeah, yeah. He talks about well, food and, and wrestling. It makes no sense what he be saying, but it sounds dope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's so many rappers in that like that you know like I think of like Pharaoh or like uh, Pep Love, like people that rhyme, you know that rhyme not only words but kind of sounds and the feelings and the way that they like you know say the sentences. Eminem like defined that I think in a lot of ways. Like, he was the person that did that the best. He's also one of the best storytellers that's ever existed in hip hop for sure. Easily. Stan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stan is like maybe the best storytelling song. You know that being said. I think it's, you know, it's I, I, I like top. to start a fight. Is he in your top no. 10? Not in your top 10. No. Okay. Mm. All right, let's move on. I don't want to make this an Eminem episode and we already spent too much time on it. But, um, oh, it brought such a good point I want to bring up, but we'll go, go, ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, do it. Um, blah, 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 blah. I need to pull this up real quick. Nah, 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 nah. But just off the top of your head, what are your favorite three storytelling raps? Songs? Oof. Yeah, off the top of your head. Oh, Undying Love, love- by Nas. Mm. Of course, it's going to be a Nas uh, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to probably all be Nas songs. I mean, I do Is like that. Is that the gun one? No, the gun one is that's I gave you power. Comes. That's what, yeah. That's a good one. Undying Love by Nas is another good one. When he comes back from like Vegas and he finds his wife cheating and he kills both of them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the Biggie song where he talks about fucking dude from the Knicks? Uh, girlfriend, my wife. I got a yeah, story to tell. Oh, dude, yeah, I got a story favorite. to tell. It was up there. Stan is yeah. definitely up there, up there. Oh, Renee, Lost Boys. Oh, Renee is for top, probably top five or top 10. Oh, the, I love that Nas song. What is it? Is that the message? I like the message. Where he gets shot. Yeah. yeah. Somebody take the biscuit for the cops. Those might be cup. my three. Yeah. Yeah. Brown Dotson. Yep. Nobody in my hood got one. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, my buddy in high school had a Brown Dotson. And we were he was like, it was you. Like, you shot two. You shot Nas. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Sorry, Aaron. Where are you getting at, Aaron? Where are you going at with this? No, that is, we were just talking about storytelling. I was probably going to say, I got a story to tell. Miss Fat Booty. Fat booty. That's a great that's one. A good one. That's a like, good one. Cause, Cause he tells the whole story from beginning. <laughs> like this whole yeah. I'm a game with the fat. fake tie gang. The type of girl front. giving out the fake cell phone and name. Yeah. Big thing. <laughs> that bitch was tough. Um, she, and she happened to be a dyke too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bisexual and, probably. Oh yeah. Bisexual. R- Renee's up there. <laughs> um, today was, uh, it was a good day Ooh. cube. Mm. Okay. Another lost that could be a whole other episode. That could be a whole other episode. The top one, two, three problems. Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. It was like yes. a secret song in the Lost Boys. I love that song. Freaky Ta. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty loot. Yo, but Thanksgiving is only a few days away, man. So happy early Thanksgiving, everybody. Gobble, gobble. gobble eat gobble. Fat do, turkey. do we still give a shit, honestly? <laughs> uh, I really don't. I was telling my wife, she just left the house and she's like, oh, I got to buy all the stuff for the turkey I'm going to make. I'm like, yo, I don't, no, really you care. don't. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. And every year we you know post, is? Is, you know, it's just, I'm tired of it. When you get to a particular age, you just get sick of Thanksgiving. Like, it's the same <laughs> fucking shit yeah, for 30 plus years. It's been the same. I don't want it anymore. Yeah. I don't. And I'm not, I'm, I'm Jeff, I'm not coming by your house Thanksgiving because y'all motherfuckers gonna start to like seven o'clock. I'm yeah, like, you are. yo, Ooh, yeah, you no, are. I got shit to do. I want to go sleep. It'd be 10 o'clock oh, and he's ready I, to go to bed. And that's when people start showing up. And, and yeah, I'm like, oh, yo, yeah, y'all Thanksgiving really is on a Friday. It's not on a Thursday. They should do not get cracking until like my, after 12. By 7 p.m., I should be having my second or third leftover dinner. We haven't even started here. I should be having like, 
Oh wow! No, yeah, you got to eat at two thirty. They leave. You they clearly eat as fuck. And he'd be like, "Yo, come through." Mike like, clearly has like, no like, Latino Like y'all started. Like we didn't even start yet. I'm like, "Oh my god, y'all even start yet?" It's eight a fucking clock. That's then great. I get a text from you. Then I get text. Your sister's like, "Are you gonna come by?" No, nigga, it's eight a fucking clock. We already. I'm, <laughs> I ate at two. I'm full. Now I'm rolling here. I'm and napping. We're having brunch at two. <laughs> he said two. <laughs> the whole in the morning, thing, but, no, two in the afternoon, motherfucker. We and then y'all go ahead and do that shit. Then y'all be like, nah, we still ain't start eating yet. Yeah, yeah, because I remember I came over one Thanksgiving. I ended up carving a fucking turkey. I'm like, what are, why am I here at this table cutting up yo shit? Tell me. <laughs> you're Mike, drunk you from the earlier dinner. Friend. You're like, oh boy. No, <laughs> unless you like late nights and a lot of alcohol. No, you don't. No, you do not. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what the band ACDC has to do with the missing town of Dublin, Wisconsin? Or who gets to decide what music plays at the end of the world? Or whether or not the largest unsolved art heist in history was actually a cover for a different crime? Maybe you haven't wondered about these things, but that's okay. On 31, we dive into strange, true, but often lesser-known stories and the interesting theories that surround them. From space to sports, lost media to internet lore, 31 has something for everyone. Find 31 on your favorite podcast platform and dive into the why behind the weird with me, Quinn Lovecraft. 31, the why behind the weird. It's my Yo, favorite things. But we got we got the Eminem shit out the way. Let me get one more thing out the way because last week, Ant insinuated that I call a particular gentleman the black guy. And I just wanted to clear my name because I'm getting not, backlash not the black guy. as well. Not- not the black guy, black guy, not the black guy. I don't even call him that. Anyway, shout out to the 36 Chambers on Twitter. Gentleman by the name of Revolt Records. He, when he After he heard the he message, he said, apparently Jeff calls a dude black guy. Racist ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> not racist, man. And then I go, hey, that's not true. And then he responds, that's what Ant says. <laughs> I don't Yo, know that, man. I Ant, on Twitter. I need, you, <laughs> I need you to clear my name, man. I need you to clear my name. Racist man, (laughs) Jeff, not racist or or misguided man. They, it's not just Jeff. All of them, every single one of them, call him black guy. I just found it weird. The (laughs) man's name is Jose. Next time I see him, I'm going to ask him, "What's your actual nickname?" Because we generally have one. No, I've never heard his nickname. I, I swear to Christ, I never knew his name was Jose. I always referred to him and knew him as black guy because everyone else called him black guy. So I said, okay. He's black guy. Even though he's not black, he just kind of has kind of Negro features. He's not black. He is but black. I Jeff mean, he's, he's Afro-Latino. He's darker than you. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Right. But right. But it's, it's like like being in the gang. What set you claim? Mm. <laughs> like, are you Afro or are you Latino? <laughs> what that red be like? <laughs> yeah. See, see, y'all be trying to pull that shit off. You see, you can't ride the wave because of Afro-Latino. Be on both sides. I need some black eyed peas with the rice. I need everything. Do what you got to do, but don't be like, I'm Afro this time and I'm Latino that time. Be who you are. You, you got you got to pick a side. I know it's fucked up, but you kind of got to. But are you racist? Fuck no. No, no, no. Hell no. That's not his thing. That's not that's not really in your DNA. We're all biased, but I don't think you're racist. I just think that it's kind of funny. To what do you mean you don't think? Black. You got to be more specific, man. Do you don't think or do you <laughs> know? I need you to clean my name, man. I got people talking wild on Twitter. Jeffrey's not he, Jeffrey's not a racist. All right. We're not racist. Like It's coming from... It's, from a black person, Jeffrey is not a racist, okay? Sign the Black Coalition. That's a dope song by Joyner Lucas, too, by the way. <laughs> I'm not racist? I'm not a racist. <laughs> yeah, do you listen to it like, maybe you are. <laughs> maybe. 
All right, let's move on. Um, how y'all feel about Kanye West or Ye, whatever the fuck his name is, and Drake squashing their beef? They reconciled after years of a long feud. Drake had him over his house. They was partying in Canada. I like the way you say reconciled as reconciled. Reconciled. Whatever. I know. That's very professional of you. Reconciled. <laughs> I mean, of course they're going to do that, right? <laughs> what does that mean? Obviously. They're going to have a joint album now. Man, you saw that picture with, with them two and Jay Prince. Jay Prince looking like, like a disappointed daddy getting his two stepkids together to talk the shit out. That's all it was. Like, you, you niggas figure this out. You're like, figure this out. I'll be the mediator, I guess. We got money to make, yeah, like, man. Yeah, when you got two kids fighting and the guy, guy having, like, makeup, like, that's your brother. You love him. That's your brother. You love him too. Like, all right, pop. That's okay. it. That's what it's like, like. None of them look happy. They're like, oh yeah. Drake's like, come over to my weird bank house that I built. Uh, <laughs> that's too shiny. Fly up to Toronto and let's just relax in my big ass house and work this out. Jay Prince is like, y'all gonna calm this shit down, right? He's like, yes, dad. Okay, cool. And that's it. Yeah. Staying on Kanye, uh, Siegel came out and said, yo, you know, Kanye doesn't owe me nothing but love. You don't got to give me no 50 million. Yeah, give me that 50 million, bro. If you don't want it, I'll take that shit. The fuck out of here. Dude, take that money. Show. Take that money, Siegel. He got it. <laughs> Just take that shit and, and disappear. And, and Beanie, I said this on the episode before, but Beanie, you don't you don't need the 50 million? I think, I think it might be good. Look, put it like this. Even if you don't want to take the 50 million, take the percentage of oh, take Yeezy the stock. Equity. Yeah, take the sure. the 5% of Yeezy stock might in the long run might even be more, worth more than the 50 million. <laughs> you know I would yeah. I'll be like, yo, and give me 10%. With the gap alone. Yeah, for real. <clears throat> like, yo, let me yeah. get 10 or 15% of all the oh, shit. Oh, for sure. And does he does he what was his reasoning behind not wanting to take it? Just just not that for he principle. said that he didn't give him the nickname. Yeah, yeah, he was just like I don't need it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, you don't owe me nothing but love. That's what he said. Just show me love. That's Okay. Me. Yeah, but this is my way of showing you love. Take this money, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> love I have too much of it. Um, yo. Yeah, that's great. Pete Rock put out a, a tweet, and I I didn't know this. I'm gonna actually see if y'all knew this. Pete Rock said, "I just had a random thought about this. Do you all know that Rakim only cursed in one song in his entire career? I mean, I know the song he cussed in. Do you guys know? I don't know. I didn't even know he had only cursed in one song. Now that I think about it, yo, you really don't listen to Rakim cursing. Yeah, not not him." I know I can't. <clears throat> I must say I don't know his catalog deeply enough to say which song it was, but yeah, that's true. Actually, I mean that's there was a lot less swearing in that era. I guess. And then yeah. when the rumors came out that he was writing for Will Smith, it, it made sense <laughs> mm. <laughs> because Will Smith had that flow, and of course he's a clean rapper. Yeah. Uh, Big Willie Styles, that what he wrote for, like the no the, the, the rumor like that the summertime. Rumor, summertime yeah the rumor was oh was summertime. Grew slightly transformed, just yeah, a bit of a break from the norm. Break from the norm, yeah. I remember we talked about that. Sounds like Rock yeah, Kim. that's true. It does. I'll see if I can grab it real quick. Look, I can pass the bullshit. But I don't know. Nobody <laughs> has either denied or confirmed that he did. So it's probably one of those hush like, like, give me the money, and I won't say shit. I like that Pete Rock did the the ultimate Jeopardy question, though. That's great. Which one? What's the song? Oh, I don't. Oh, he's looking it up. I don't know. I can't think of. I, I don't know what the song is that he swore on. Is it the new one of those the new ones? Did he swear on the premiere song? I don't know. I can't think of it. No idea. Not Pete. Not Pete. Got me looking up shit. You're not gonna be looking. How you gonna Google what song did Rakim swear? Like, <laughs> right. That shit's not Rakim gonna come up. swearing because because Google can tell you everything. True. What song did Rakim swear on? <laughs> yeah, you don't need to have any information in your brain anymore. I can just outsource it to the to Google's. Yo, uh, said my melody. Oh, really? What curse does he say? Mm. Does he say like shit or something? <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Uh, he definitely don't say the F word. No, nah, he doesn't say the F word. 
Googling and looking up information makes for really good uh, podcast. Because Google is awesome. Like you can almost find anything. You'd be like, Google, am I going to die? Like, yep. (laughs) It shows you. It'll tell you exactly the day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Forty eight days. You're like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Got to make it worth it. Oh, the summertime thing, real quick. Like, listen to his flow. It's like, it sounds rockish. Through tightly transforms, just a bit of a break from the norm. Out of control is cool to dance for hot butter. Yeah. That's rock candy. Yeah, but like yeah, that that's that's rock and flow. We gotta look yeah, up the credit to see if they credit Rock Ken. Like what's Rock Ken's real name? You probably see his name on the credits and shit as one of the writers or some shit. Maybe. I think no, that is real. I think his real name is Rock Ken Malak because the man's Muslim. Mm. Mm. But staying on Will Smith, he was on with Sway. He did a little and you tell me how y'all feel about this, because you know, I'm excited about it. Check it out. Sway was taught was interviewing. Hey, Will, would you ever do a versus? Uh, say, yeah, you know, I was, I was thinking about that. Me and L were talking about doing one. Really? I just never, I never had a chance to, to get to. I was writing my book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he said. He said he wants don't to do, do it, it with LL. Those, those battles of the Smiths. I mean, I'm with it. I don't know if he got a catalog for LL. Definitely. But look, I think it'll be entertaining. Will. will Smith is an entertainer. Look, Will. I know you're going through a lot. With the book and everything else like this. Don't do it. Don't do it. I think it'll Not be in fun, front bro. of him. Not in front of... Cause, no, because the thing is that he's going to think it's fun. Cool, Jay's going to laugh and matter with him. He's gonna yeah, fuck I was going to come swinging. Yeah. Nah, I think it'll be fun, though. I think it'll be fun. The Battle of the Smiths. I'm still Will's going to probably have to bring his kids in with their songs or something. He might have I to bring it's in gonna be a little light on... Yeah. And then LL will take high ass, too. It's weird singing <laughs> just the two of us and your son big as shit. <laughs> Fuck out of here, you grown ass man. You got your own money. I'm still waiting for that Will Smith Method Man and LL Cool J song, man. Because that a thing? want that. Well, because Method Man has <laughs> Method Man has been saying, you know, for 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 the last couple of years now that he wants to do a song with them since they're all Smiths. You know what I'm saying? He wants to do like a Smith song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's so cool. lazy. Cool. That's but I think it would be I fun. Be... I think it would be dope. You know what I'm saying? Three hip hop legends. Yeah. Cool. Let's go back to the Google machine. I don't really think of Will Smith as a hip hop legend, but he is though. He is though. First rap is Grammy. He? Yeah, he is. Okay. Whether you I mean, like sometimes music or not, he's still what it is. You know. What yeah. Saying? Sure. I mean, so it, I don't need to have a second episode where I'm calling someone corny. No, I'm <laughs> just saying, like, he's a first rap <laughs> Grammy for whatever that's worth. Yeah. He's one of the and first I mean, rappers to go from rapper to successful yeah. uh and fresh prince of bel-air i mean there was that was actor you know and he's probably was a hip-hop show and he's clearly the highest paid act you know rapper turned actor yeah you know what i mean so you gotta give him you gotta, you gotta give yeah. him his flowers you gotta give him his flowers at the end of the day he gotta yeah. win an oscar though yeah i don't know i mean personally that, he's my favorite <clears throat> actor but is he yeah really yeah wow that's a big statement he's diverse no diversity so- is crazy bro <laughs> Nobody has such shit taste in movies. It makes sense now. <laughs> what are you talking about? I got it. What shit that, movies does he make? Favorite. Name five shit movies that he's made. He's made several, but you know you can't say all his movies are shit. Concussion, Wild Wild West. Uh, Concussion wasn't shit. bad. Concussion was stop it. Stop shooting that man, Bell. Concussions was shit. That that after Earth shit was shit. That after Earth uh, shit was wild, trash. Yeah, that after Earth wild, was wild trash. West. Wild Wild West was shit. It's fun mm. though. Wild seven, West was fun. Seven pounds was shit. No, it wasn't. Um, I'm not giving you that. One. Yes, it was. I'm not giving you that. Come, I'm, I want to die and donate my organ. Just kill yourself. Just fucking get over it. The other one where it was when he was depressed and it was like the three okay, spirits, but, but, it wasn't but is spirits. his acting bad in these movies? Okay, the movie, the scripts could be bad, but is the acting bad? 
Yeah. And he was supposed to be Neo when he turned that shit down, which was a mistake on his part. He was supposed to be Neo in the Matrix. He was supposed was to be he? Neo. Yeah. He supposed to be Neo, he turned that down. He turned wow. it down. Django, he turned that down. Mm, okay. Sometimes these guys read the script and they're like, ah, I don't want to. For every good actor, you can name some scripts that he, they turned down. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's turned down some sure. shit. Sure. They read the script and they're that- like, ah, I don't like this shit. But when you're that good of an actor, you elevate your shit, no matter what. He also turned mm-hmm. down, uh, him and uh, his boy turned down House Party. Oh, really? Jazzy Jeff. Kid and Play that, got it? That script was for them. And they was like, eh, I don't know. And they gave it to Kid and Play. <laughs> huh. Then he ended up picking terrible shit. I think because Will Smith has such an early career run, where he was basically Mr. 4th of July, mm-hmm. that set him that up. sci-fi shit? Okay. So, all right. So, let me put it in this perspective. Will he also not turned a down actor. the second part of that, which was a good, was a good one. Right. He's not a great actor. But he is a great movie star, if that makes any sense. But he's diverse, though. I get that. Is that correct? He's diverse. Would you he's agree? Diverse. But 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 that's what makes him a great movie because he star makes comedy. He makes action. He makes drama. Right. You know what I mean? He, he does it all. Right. It, but you go watch that scene. You go watch that scene with him and Uncle Phil and Fresh Prince when his father left them and he's crying. And you tell me that's not good acting. It's a big scene. But that was like we don't get we don't we don't get that from him all the time. <laughs> but we know that he's capable of doing that. But, I if watched, got, but if you got it from him all the time, you would think he's a good actor. You would mm. think he's Denzel Washington. I'm not, yeah, I know he's actor. not that. I'm not saying he's the best actor of all time, but what I'm saying is I like his diversity. He can mm. give you a Bad Boys and an Independence Day, you know what I'm saying, and a Men in Black, and then he can give you the Seven Pounds, and he can give you the dramatic performances. And, he, right, and we know he's a comedian because he came from comedy. And the thing with Will is that because of, because of the movies he picks, he only does so many. He's not like Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. be in some shit I never do. Oh my god! Like, wait, he's in this too? Like, all Samuel, the Samuel, Samuel doesn't reject any script. He does every no, goddamn no. thing. He's like, all right, what's, what's the first one on top? It's we're in Bolivia and we're supposed to be smuggling cocaine, but we found these lost monkeys that we got to take to Antarctica. Done. Gold. Yeah. Well, I think he's like one of those actors where if you just if the money's right, he'll do anything. Like he won't say no. Like, oh, Do yeah. you know he was in Jurassic Park Part One? I bet you sure. <laughs> he has yeah, a small now, now part now. in that shit. <laughs> He's the yeah computer guy He's or whatever the computer guy smoking cigarette. cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, That's but I'm, I'm I'm late. I'm letting you know right now. When you watch King Richard, there's no way that man doesn't deserve an Oscar. That shit is so good. Oh, it's I haven't seen it yet. It, it came out yesterday. It's on okay. HBO Max. That shit is so good. He's so is it a hard, hard watch. No, no, no. It's not a hard watch. Okay. But there's one part that might make you cry. Like he's something happens with Venus. Nothing crazy. Mm. They had this conversation about like how he feels about things and so on and so forth. And I was like, oh, man, it's getting messy in here. My yeah. Warning up. Yeah. These allergies are fucking me up. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, but when not, Will, when he, it. when he lands, when he like hits in the right role, he there's nobody better. I will say that Hitch is one of my favorite movies of all time. Perhaps. I like that. But that's a, that's a romantic scene. comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's like, but ro- romantic comedies are, that's a hard thing to, yeah. to do right. There's only a couple um, of people that have, you know, mastered that shit. Like mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston and uh, what's the guy Ben Stiller or whatever mm. was it? that's his name right Ben Stiller yeah I mean he's Meet the Fockers he's an actor <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah he does all, all his movies are basically romantic comedies type of shit mm. but no he's yeah, not no, my favorite he, no Will was good in Hitch he was good in Focus too oh yeah that was good what was the movie where he was the drunk superhero oh yeah oh, yeah, oh Hancock Hancock dude I Hancock. love that that's movie. my shit yeah that's dope. yeah it's such a good movie and nobody really talks about it I brought it up the other day and. Someone was like, ah, I never watched it. It looks so stupid. Great movie. Yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. I want to review some of these new albums, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening to the Culture Podcast. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and USPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup and drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and save money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone on the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. They represent a culture. You can represent like this. The Culture Podcast. All right, yo, 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 we back, man. Before we get into these album reviews, let's just knock this out real quick. I want to get your take on um, the gentleman that just got off, 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse. I call him Rottenhouse for killing nice. the two gentlemen at the Black Lives Matter rally and blowing the bicep off another one. Which did y'all see that? They showed that shit on CNN. That shit was gruesome. <laughs> what kind yeah. of gun did he have? He was just blowing people's arms off. AR fifteen. Yeah. Um, I'll give you my opinion, and y'all could go. I mean, I was kind of surprised that they, he didn't get charged with nothing. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? He went on state, you know, drove to over state lines to a place. You know, he wasn't even from there. He was lying about I'm here to protect certain stores that he had nothing to do with. And he's shooting people. And when you see the video, you know, he's walking around Underage. with a big-ass rifle when cops are, like, handing him water and shit. Like, what? Like, he's one of them or some shit? Fuck that, dude. Like, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised he got off. But the real case that I'm concerned with is the Ahmaud Aubrey case. Because if that dude gets free, then it's going to go down. We're going to see all kinds of rioting. So, you know, this dude, he just killed two white guys and he injured another. So, I, you know, not that I don't care. White lives matter. Yeah, obviously. But I feel like it's different. You know what I'm saying? I'm just don't, saying. Don't say white lives matter. No. <laughs> I'm going to get back, lad. I'm going to talk about this next week when people send me back. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. <laughs> but whatever. Go ahead. He's a free man. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what to say about it. It's it's just so fucking stupid. Our system's so broken. And it's, you know, he was underage. He had mm-hmm. an assault. He had a military-grade assault weapon. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, I mean, I was at a bunch of protests in Portland, and there was people with guns, but, like, they they were absolutely taken out of the crowd as quickly as possible. He was being celebrated the way he was walking around with his fucking hat on backwards. Like it was a video game. He was all amped up. I don't know, man. It's just, it's shocking. I can't believe it happened. Watching him try to fake cry on the stand was like, that was the worst. I was like, yo, is that he was trying the, to win some so type of good. What's happening here? <laughs> yo, but yo, <laughs> too, like I see a lot of people online posting shit like, okay, let's not act at, like the people he killed were innocent victims. And then they put like their profile, their, you know, whatever their rape is, or they did time for this and they were walking around with illegal weapons, you know, whatever the case may be. Like if it, like if it somehow justifies, you know what I'm saying? Him killing them. And shit. Yeah. That's a stupid argument. And let me read some, somebody posted, somebody put, let's be clear. If a black 17 year old had crossed state lines to arm himself with an illegally acquired <laughs> assault rifle, attended a MAGA rally, picked a fight and shot three people, killing two of them, the trial would simply be a formality. He'd be in prison for life. And that might mm-hmm. be true. I mean, yeah. 
obviously. And it's, you know, the other part of it is that I think, you know, this is a scared kid with a huge weapon. There, I can't remember who the sheriff was, but the sheriff of, I don't know, I can't remember where it was. Anyways, but he said, this one sheriff at one point said, I only hire people to be on my police force that have either been in war and have actually seen scary things or have at least been in a bunch of fights. <laughs> like, you have to know how to handle scary situations. You watch the way that that kid handled himself that night. He was terrified and he was just, and then he had this huge weapon, so he was able to do whatever he wants. He's a fucking coward. I don't know. Aunt, your take? You know what America loves more than white people? White killers? Nah. <laughs> Cake? Like, like, like white people, like, third on the list of the things that America loves most. Like Money. Like, that, that flag. Money, power, respect, well, what you need in life. Nah, yeah, money's close. That flag is first. Mm. For some reason, they just obsessed with this shit. Like I said, they, they pretty much ended a man's career over it. Mm. Second, and I wouldn't even call it second, it's really 1A, is that they just love guns. We love oh, guns in this country. They do. So the fact that this white kid went over to another town and shot a bunch of other white people, I wasn't surprised that he got off. I wasn't surprised at the reaction of that judge acting like an asshole, being very specific that he can call the other people looters and rioters, but could not call them victims. Mm. A, a pretty piss poor prosecution team. Um, yeah. The way that it started from the very beginning, it was just... They were trying to fight for a mistrial. They were trying to do everything in their power to get this kid off. That judge I was wild, too. Yeah, I wasn't like surprised by this ending. Like, I mean, like the people of the place of work, they called like I think 150 National Guardsmen just in case the verdict didn't go their way. I'm like, eh, not, I want to worry about this goddamn verdict. It's, he's going to be just fine because we love guns in this country. Mm. And the fact that this guy is a patriot and came here to defend his country, they just, they love that narrative and it's still painting with it. Like fucking mm. Rick Schroeder from Silver Spoons. Tosses in some money for bail. I'm like, <laughs> is that true? I, I you can oh, look it Ricky. up right now while I'm talking. Jeez. Ricky Schroeder shot that, literally shot that man some bail, so he can go ahead and get himself out of jail. Wow. It's it's not surprising. It's just mm. indicative of this country. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember before Jeffy said if if a 17 year old kid had crossed state lines with an AR-15 shot three people that he would be in prison right now. I said, you don't have to go to the extremist part of that law. Tamir Rice was an 11-year-old kid playing in a park with a toy gun. Mm-hmm. A cop pulled right up, no warning. Bang, 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 bang. Shot that kid dead. Yeah. Had a toy gun. Not a real one. Just some kid playing in the park. Playing soldiers and shit like we would do as a kid. And he gets murdered. So it's not outside the realm of possibility yeah. that this happens. And people say things like, why does this keep happening? Because you guys are idiots. Because you guys think the most important thing that you can do is to vote every four years. So nobody gives a fuck about the president. The president doesn't make changes on these levels. Mm. Your senators, your governors, it, the people that's supposed to represent you, the people that you want to get these laws changed, the ones you want to talk about gun control and everything else to that degree, you put them into office. Those are the people that when you go into that voting booth, just press a button and all of them light up like, ah, I did my part. You don't really mm. worry about the issues that go on in the community. This is why things like that happen. Judges are elected officials. The, the prosecutor, they're elected official. They don't just give them the job. They have to actually apply for it and be voted into it. If you don't like the decision, you can vote them out, but you keep just kind of riding the party line. Focus on what's going on in the world, man. Like mm. I said, we're all human. We're all here. We should have the ability to protect ourselves, but also the right and liberty to not be able to worry about if I'm going to be out here protesting for something that I think is wrong with this country that I'm going to die for. These mm. three white guys that were just out there protesting the live of, J- of Jacob Blake, who got shot, who is now paralyzed, mm. to talk about the inadequacies of the laws itself and the way that crime itself is so unevenly distributed amongst people of color and whites. And they went out there and they lost their life trying to do the right thing. He thought he was doing the right thing, trying to protect his country. 
That's stupid. If you're home watching it, stay home. That's why there's police there to try to keep things civil and keep the peace. It's not your job, but you decide to make it your job. There's two people who are not going to be here for Thanksgiving. And one guy pretty much with a missing fucking bicep. Mm. And he's going to go home scot-free and have turkey. This is the country that we live in. These are things that we need to change about it. These are conversations that we need to have. If you don't want to have them, cool. But when things start changing, don't try to add into it. or don't try to see we should do this or should do that. We're trying to move a path forward. We can kind of get over this shit because everyone gets tired of it. And every time this keeps happening, we keep saying, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Cool. What are you doing to change it? The question you have to ask mm. them. If you don't feel like answering that question, get the fuck out. But you mentioned how people love that patriotic Sorry. shit. You know, a white man comes with his rifle and he's defending his country and people love that shit. But why is it only patriotic when the white man does? You know what I'm saying? Why isn't it patriotic when, you know, black folk, try to defend their country. I mean, this is their country too, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's not it's not viewed the same. It's not viewed as patriotism when black people are trying to stand up for something. You know what I mean? Uh, societal. That's viewed, it's, that's it's viewed as rebellion. To... When black people try to protest or defend whatever, that's that's viewed as rebellion. When white man is yeah, trying to but... defend their country, that's patriot patriotism. I mean, it's, 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 in this country, it's bred into us. I mean, like I said, like you got older people who grew up watching Westerns. Ain't no people of color knows. You, you grew up watching war movies. Mm. You know, people of color in those. All the heroes are always white guys. Superman's a white guy. Mm-hmm. Your comics, Jesus your, is a white guy. Your comics, your, your religion, your books, your your TV shows, everything. It's the the hero, the savior is always somebody who's not a person of a particular ethnicity. They're generally mm. white. And it's bred into you over and over and over and over again. So it seems like this is what's right. But heroes comes in all shapes and sizes. That's why we, we people fight for like things like critical race theory. Yep. And that they fight for more inclusion about certain societies, Latino, Hispanic, Hawaiian, Mexican, like because they, they all had these tales. They all had their heroes. They have all these people that have fought for injustices over society. But we only, you know, talk about, you know, our presidents or our generals or shit like that. Mm. There's bigger stories that we had to kind of get past, but we never kind of get to them because people feel we don't have a time. We got to we got to find time. We got to make time because shit like this is going to keep happening until we realize that a hero is not a person that should be of any color. The hero is a person that wants to put their life in the line to try to or correct the wrong that's in society. And that's what those gentlemen were trying to do. Mm. Cost them their lives. I don't know what this kid was trying to do. It seemed like he's trying to go out there and plead G.I. Joe. He was successful. Now he gets to go home free. All right. Moving on. Now it's just thing, not thing. rap shit. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not ready to go to rap <laughs> shit yet. It was I, no want, I want your there. opinion on this. The two men that were convicted of killing Malcolm X back in the 60s are being mm. exonerated, validating long-held doubts about who killed the civil rights leader. I don't know about this story. What, what was the change in, what was the evidence? Like DNA stuff? Or how, how do they you think know there's always new not... evidence coming up, but why? Why 50 years later, they're still, you know what I'm saying? They're finding shit to exonerate these dudes. And, mm. and and now, does that open up the case again? Like, who really killed him? You know what I'm saying? It's like the whole OJ shit. Okay, if OJ didn't do it, then who did? Because if he didn't do it, that's fine. But we still got to figure out who did, right? <laughs> well, how come they never, you know, that the case never gets reopened when shit like this happens? The, of, of who killed who? Like, for example, Malcolm like, X. if we go to, like, Malcolm X, the two guys that killed Malcolm are being exonerated. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I go back to, like, okay, the OJ shit. You know what I mean? If OJ didn't do it, then who did? It, Come on, man. We're not doing that. OJ did that shit. Right, but that's yeah, what I'm don't. saying. But my point is, you know, if okay, if we're saying that this person didn't do it, then shouldn't the case be reopened and we still got to investigate to who did? Maybe. The only problem that you're going to run into because because of the age of it, whoever might have sure. done it, it, they just might be dead. I mean, what purpose? I mean, 65? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to find a new information, but like, what's really going to change? Like, I know there's a documentary that was on Netflix not too long ago, it's like, who killed Malcolm X? And they were talking about a bunch of guys who were probably a part of it or did it and so on and so forth. I don't know if that's had anything to do with the case, but 
the whole thing really comes down to like if these guys I mean, I just think the guys were exonerated, but like I think one's already dead and one's not. I mean, you're, you're clear my record 55 years later. I mean, they my did, life well, they did like over 20 years. All yeah, they did over 20 years in prison. And I'll put the New York Times article in our show notes so people can read up on it. But they say, that this is what the article says. For decades, historians have, ha- have cast doubt on the case against the two men, Muhammad Aziz and Khalil Islam, who each spent more than 20 years in prison. Their exoneration represents a remarkable acknowledgement of grave errors made in the case of towering importance. The 1965 murder of one of America's more influential black leaders. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mr. Aziz, who was released in 1985, Mr. Islam, who was released in 1987, and uh, Mr. Islam died in 2009 at age 74. Mm. I mean, it's not much you can say or do in regards to it, especially when, like, you exonerate these dudes. Like, exoneration, like, basically, like, all the years later, saying, like, you know what? My bad. What the right. fuck's it going to do for me? Right. Yo, sp- damage has already been done. I mean, and, and if they didn't kill him, then... Of course, they have to reopen. Who did? That's what I'm saying. And who knows? It's probably going to be a podcast that's going to reopen it and solve oh, yeah. the case. Crowdsource that shit. Ain't going to be us, man. I ain't dying for that shit. Fuck you. No. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of murders, Young Dolph got murdered a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't know anything about yes. his music. You know what I mean? I'm not into these these new young rappers. Um, an ant would know more about him than I would. But it's just another sense. He was 36. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. He's yeah. way older than what I expected. Yeah, not that young, Dolph. Dolph. <laughs> young Dolph. Messy. Young Dolph. I only know him from 2 Chain stuff, but... Yeah, but it's good, just another right? senseless rap killing, a shootout. Was yeah. it gang-related? And do we know Do we know what it was about? Right now, I don't know about no shit. Mm. And, then, and then people are still getting shot at his grave site. You know what I'm saying? People going to his grave site and, and, and busting out shots like, Jesus. Yeah, it's... When is this shit going to stop? But, but it's just like I said before, the only thing Americans love more than anything else is, like I said, besides that flag, is guns. And like I said, there's a way to figure this out and solve this to, you know... They're going to catch whoever did it because they got caught on camera. I don't think this is going to be one of them unsolved murder things. Some people just can't help but to not talk about themselves. It's going to come up and they're going to get caught and so on and so forth. But all the extenuating gun violence afterwards and like, what have we learned here? Like he got gunned down. Now we're still shooting at each other. And, and that's the frustrating part. Like, wouldn't this want to make you think that you might want to put your weapons down, but you're still doing the same mm. old shit? Like, that's the part when I said about conversations, thought, clarity, these things that have to be brought to the forefront to have discussions about how do you really fix things? How do you really solve the issues in community? Because this gun stop shit, it's just not going to hurt. It's not going to help. Yeah. And I understand that, you know, people love guns. I mean, I personally don't. But the problem is that the majority of the people that get, you know, <laughs> that are victims of gun violence are minorities, blacks and Latinos. You know what I'm saying? Well, and you just you you look at someone like Kyle Rittenhouse and like that dude doesn't need a gun. Like that dude is like he lives in a safe middle class neighborhood. He's choosing to have a gun. There are plenty of people in our country that need gun for protection. And I just think that it's you know, you look at Gabby Giffords from Arizona, she got shot in the head by a guy and she's still at the forefront. She's tip of the spear for um gun rights. Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know, man. I don't know how you fight how you fight that. One of these days we gotta have a whole conversations about the guns and shit not today not today but one day yeah it's an interesting argument because i mean it is you know i don't know it's it's super complex and i get it but i i know a little bit more time yeah i want to get into these album reviews mike i know you you say you have to go you have somewhere to be i do i do have to go at some point yeah but right, let's just get into these reviews in 20 man. minutes uh listen to let's all the it. new albums that came out so i'm going to start with the new joel uh joel ortiz joint called autograph I'll give you my take, and then y'all give me y'all mics. We're going. I'm gonna make this in a, a you know an occurring thing every week. New albums come out, we review them and give out the mics. We're gonna be the new source mm. magazine. 
So what I thought, <laughs> <laughs> what I thought about the Joel shit, I thought it was a mature. It's mature taking life of a rapper. You know, he's a rapper's rapper. I like Joel Ortiz. He's a rapper's rapper. Yeah. And you know, he talks about his life. He talks about what he's doing now. He's not in the streets no more. He's going to Home Depot. He has. He talks about having a, a house in the suburbs of Jersey. He has a family. Totally. You know what I mean? So this is what he's doing. You know, he spits spits. He's storytelling. He's compelling. It's relatable. Like I said, he talks about his family life now. You know what I mean? He's my type of rapper. Uh, he got production from Apollo Brown on there. Salam Remy's on there. Heatmakers is on there. I think those are the three main ones. So I think it's one of my top albums of the year. It's missing that one or two instant hit shit. You know what I mean? It doesn't have like any instant classics. There are no real There's a couple automatic- standout songs, but not singles. There's, there's no real automatic classics. You know what I'm saying? And there's, you know, there's no one beat that really stands out to me. So just for that, but I like it a lot. I'm going to give it three and a half mics. I gave it three. I mean, and this, and this is an example of a... I mean, would we call him an Eminem associated act? Slaughterhouse? Not really. Yeah, nah, nah. He was signed to Eminem, but he was doing shit way before even Eminem signed him. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's with Royce on stuff. I mean, you know. I, I just think he's a great lyricist, a great storyteller. Um, I think it was the beats that were kind of lacking for me a little bit. Like there was but a I, couple and, songs that came out real strong, but his, yeah. but his lyrics were his lyrics. I gave him point. A, I and gave I, him and I named mics. you three dope producers too that did all the songs, well, and still it's not like a standout beat. So I think that. It would have been a full mic for me, but just because it has a three and a half mm. mics. I think I feel the same way. I think what happened is that even though you have those name producers to it, I don't necessarily that their type of beats and their type of rhythm fit his type of style and his mm-hmm. type of flow. Mm. Like I said, I mean, his his flow is it's always going to be there. Like I said, he's always been a very good rapper, but I think the production did let him down just a little bit because I think you hear those names like, oh, they're going to have some fire, but that, that fire don't match with everything and everybody. I think Joel's one of them artists. Like, he needs something simpler, soul samples. Just just let mm. him speak speak those lyrics and tell them stories, make life a little easier. I mean, the beat's okay, but it just don't fit an artist like him more than anything else. Yeah, and I remember him from uh, that Nissan Honda Chevy. That's the first time I ever heard Joel. Remember that shit back in the day? That <laughs> Nissan Honda yeah. Chevy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next album I listened to that just came out was King Without a Throne, uh, K-W-O-A-T, quote. Um, it's from it's an up and coming artist. His name is Quill. Um, Dude, is this is this from the album from the record label that the person the oh, person the revolt, who told me to the, get off the, the Revolt Records? That's him. That's what I thought because I was production. like Revolt Records. I saw that on the King Without a Throne. That's funny. But, so know, not so only came out, uh, not only is he gonna hate me about Eminem, he's gonna hate me about what I thought about this album fine. too. Give you an honest review. I listened to it on title. Sure. Um, it's very ambitious project. Like I said, he's an yeah. up and coming artist. It's very ambitious. The one song, Barack or Baroque, B-R-O-B-A-R-O-Q-U-E. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Yeah, Baroque. Baroque. That's my shit. That's my favorite shit. That's probably because it's deep. It's so full. It's, it has my favorite beat on the album. It has like a boom bap. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I've been open about it. I don't like that 808 shit. I don't like that trap shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So that's my favorite shit. Overall, too, like I said, it's too many 808 type and trap beats for my taste. For what, It's a solid project, though. Like I said, from an up and coming artist, I would give it maybe a two and a half to three mics. I'll probably give it a three mics just because I'm a little biased. Go ahead. And- oh, I'm, I'm gonna give it two and a half. I can't give I can't give his album more than I gave Joel. I I can't do that. What you gave Joel? I gave him three. Three. Okay. Three. So I, I give him two. I give him two and a half. I mean that's that's saying a lot for an up and coming guy to have an album that I think is probably just below what Joel Ortiz put out, and he's a veteran in hip hop. Right. Mm. But I, I think for what it is, the the guy has talent. Yeah. I'm not gonna disregard that. I think it's it's one of the, is this his first album or second? I think it's second. It might be a second. A second. Yeah, I, I think it's still kind of like a feeling through process. Like, I, I think the problem that we actually run into a lot in hip hop is that we run into the Nas effect. They mm. think like you got to come out with a hammer. No, I think it's something that you get actually get better over time. Like people think, mm. you know, to be the greatest, I got to hit them. Oh, no, no, no. Your your talent, your craft, it develops. You get better. You grow older. You get more experiences. You learn more things about life. 
you get a better ear for selections and pieces mm. and how this should fit and how that should sound. I think it, it sounds like a person who's in the process of getting that. Yeah. Not there yet. Like I said, it's a little too much 808 for my taste too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the, the content of lyricism is there. You just, just give it some more time. Just like be more careful with your selections. Think about like, if you're trying to tell this story, like, does this sound really, does it, does it push it forward or does it like take away from it? And a lot of people run into that. But yeah. for, what the project for is what I heard when it was on title, I liked it. Like I've, I've played it three times, so I fucks with it. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. We're going. You're going you know, to get back. I mean, so this is no, no, no. It's this is his first album too. It's you know the thing. Okay. It, first one, okay. To me, it feels like it just. To me, it felt like it just needed a little bit of editing. Like More it polish. just needed a little bit of tightening up. Yeah, yeah. More polish. Which not his voice. His voice is fucking sick. I love the way he rhymes. To me, it's you know, and Jeff and I are kind of in the same camp as far as like I like boom bap stuff. I like things that are a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. It was a little too kind of gutter and grimy and slow for me, which I love that sometimes. But even with like Griselda or something, I kind of like their more up tempo stuff. I like things that are a little bit. But anyways, but overall, out for the first shot out the gate, like yeah. I don't know, I'm real interested to see what he does. I, I'm going to give it two mics just because I feel like he's got a lot more potential. And I like, um, like I said, I like that, that Baroque. Song. My if favorite. you can give me a whole album like that Baroque song. It'd be like yeah. a full mic to me. Like I like the subject yeah. matter, you know what I mean? I like everything. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Next album I listened to um was the Apollo Brown and Stolly. Mm. It's called Backlight. Uh back, black black light? Black light. <laughs> you guys have fucking with the words, man. Like black light, Barack Baroque, man. Shit. So I listen to the black light shit. Black light. Uh the beats are on point. I like Apollo Brown. To me, he's one of the best producers right now. I like all his, I like all his shit. I go on YouTube and I'll listen to Apollo Brown instrumental and I loved all them shits. Um the lyrics are on point. Again, I got the same the, the same complaint is, you know, there's nothing really that stands out. That's my only complaint. It's just like the Joel's or Tease up. There's nothing that stands out to me that you can say, I'm gonna listen, to, I'm gonna hear this on the radio. There's no radio songs, there's no instant like real hit single, you know what I mean? I would like to see Apollo Brown collab with bigger artists though, like on a whole project. You know what I'm saying? Cause obviously, you know. Stolly, no offense to him, he's not he's not moving the needle. You know what I'm saying? He's not somebody you're you're, you're checking for. Yeah, but overall, I gave it I, I gave it three mics. I actually have not heard this album yet, but go check it out. But I agree with everything that you're saying. I I really like him as an artist, and I'd like to see him work with more people. And did you listen to it? <laughs> yeah, I did. I like I like I like Stolly. I fuck with Stolly. Stolly, homeboy with the beard, right? He's dope. Like yeah, he is. I like him. He's got a really clean beard. I'm trying to. That's my aspirational beard. They both got a beard, right? Apollo Brown got a nice beard too. Mm. I don't know. I don't really be in a man face like that to give it. So what do you give? What do you give that album, man? <laughs> uh, I gave it a two and a half. Two and a half. I think for the yeah, I just think the project's solid. Like it's like okay. So if if you're going by mics, like five's a classic, four is very good, three is yeah, like, like pretty good. Like right? Eminem said, the only people that get five according to, to what you call it is according to source was Biggie, Jigga, or Nas. Nobody else got five mics. In Benzino. In Benzino. <laughs> I, like, I own a company. It's an inside job. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Like I said, like I said hip-hop is hard now. Because, like I said, mm. it's before, like, it was, a, a, it was a time and place where you have, like, the label machine behind you. Now it's pretty much, like, do it yourself. And when you're doing it yourself, you really got to be, like, really focused on what you're doing. I think, I, I don't think that he's misguided or unfocused on the art itself or on the album itself. I think that he actually did pretty good. I think it's just one of them things when I listen to it, like I like it and I want more, but I need, I need something that's going to hold me. And it didn't do it. Like I gave it the, like the one play and one listen to it. And that was it. But I really, 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 I like the voice. I like the flow. 
I like the partnership with Staley, but I need just a bit more. So it, it, at least I, I can honestly say it's enough that the next project that he comes out with, I, I really want to listen to. But just, you know, like Buster said, give me some more. We'd be good to go. All right. Next album was the French Montana. They got Amnesia shit. I've never been a French fan, and I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's too much auto-tunes, perhaps. I, I don't know. The album isn't bad at all. His lyrics are on point when he actually raps, because sometimes he decides to do this the, the singing shit or the mumble shit, which is where he loses me. Um, the, the production on this is actually top-notch. I like that FWMGAB song. Uh, that's the one with the samples that Lord Tariq and Peter Gunn shit, that Deja Vu intro. Mm-hmm. They use on the intro, but that's actually a sample from uh, salsa singer Jerry Rivera, which I wouldn't know anything about. He had a song called Amores Como el Nuestro. So that's so that's an inst- that's a classic for us. That's a classic. <laughs> I understand, but then you say motherfucker shouldn't call me racist. You say shit like that. Like, y'all wouldn't know that. Because I know. Because I know you don't listen to salsa music. <laughs> so you wouldn't know about that. I have it on wax, actually, but- <laughs> Jeff. I play I that do. every day when I brush my teeth. <laughs> every day. Get your molars. It's a perfect 30 seconds. Once that song stops, I got it. I got all the plaque off. Nah, but I like the way French uses it here. Like, the way they did that shit was dope. I like that beat a lot. He has. I like the shit he did with John Legend and Rick Ross, um, Touch the Sky. That might be the best song on the album. I like that one. Uh, he got the shit with Fabulous, which is it's probably my third favorite song on there. He got Pop Smoke on the album. He got Doja Cat on the album. He got Ty Dolla Signs on there, some others. But but my, but my this is the problem. The three songs I mentioned, <laughs> those are my favorite songs. Because then all of yeah. a sudden, he goes from boom bap to trap. So technically, I can only like, I, I like half the album. You know what I'm saying? Because then he does the whole trap shit. Then he turns, he got the 808 shit. He goes to the singing shit, the mumbling shit. So, you know, and that's probably why he's successful. Because I compare him, French Montana, to me, he's a mix of old school boom bap with trap and with mumble rap all combined into one you know what i'm saying so he appeals he appeals to everybody that's why i think makes him successful today you know what i mean he appeals to everybody but i like when he's doing he's really rapping when he's doing his storytelling when when he's using the boom bap beeps and shit like that that's what i like and then he loses me when he does the other shit but that's fine i'm not gonna take away points from him from that because i know that you know there's other people that, that are into that shit um you know i come from the five mic era so this it was just okay to me you know what i'm saying for some reason, you hear Diddy in the background of a couple songs, <laughs> and then I looked. I looked into the credits, and they don't even. He, he's not even on the credits, but I know I heard Diddy in the background of two different songs, and he's like, "Yeah, take that," or you know, whatever he be saying in the background of songs. So I'm sure he got money for that. Can't stop, won't stop. But when I looked at the credits, just, I don't see Diddy, I don't see Sean Combs, I don't see his name or none of the shit. So I don't know what he was you know, in the did. studio. Yeah, he was just there, and they just. <laughs> He's just drunk on the fire escape, yelling in. But I gave can't stop, won't stop. But I gave this this album overall three mics. It's solid. It's very solid. Go ahead. I was about to say I agree. I give it three. Okay, it's solid. I, I do. I do. I think it's a. I, it's him. It, he's in a weird spot because he's really kind of like in for career wise. He's kind of in the window, like a little bit after, like a contemporary Ross. But on his album, he has like the guys that he kind of quote unquote like after him. Like Pop, Fabio, I mean Ross is on it, but like Kodak, mm-hmm. Moneybag, yeah, Fabulous. guys like that. Yeah, I mean Fab, I mean Fab's above all of them because, like, I say he's a, he's an older gentleman. But I think for what it was, is very introspective and personal. Like, kind of speaking about what he's been going through, like his past few years. Like, I like French had a bunch of hits. Like, French is actually one of those guys I'd be interested in seeing in the verses. It might not sound it, but when you actually go over discography and the songs that he's been on and the hits that he's had, yeah, he's got them. It, it'd be super interesting. But um, 
all in all, I definitely think it was a good album. I think the the thing, what I want, what I don't want to happen is I don't want people to pull away from um, uh, the album itself because there was there was a track that was pulled off it. I think it was him and Drake. But I think at the time it was like a verse that Drake might have been saying some shit about Kanye or Ye on the song. So that's why he pulled it off because they had like squashed their beef or whatever. So that's why that's not on there. I was interested in hearing it. It'll pop out eventually, so on and so forth. But for French for what it is, I wasn't expecting it to be such a good project, but it really is. And I really liked it. I'm, I'm going to probably take a listen to it a little bit later. But for me, it's, it's a three out of five. All right, go ahead, no Mike. Problem. Last one I like before it. you go. All right. Uh, well, so the funny part about it is that I kind of I kind of went through the album pretty quickly, but I listened deeply, listened to probably half of it, and I think I heard the half that you were talking about, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like I re- I was surprised how much I liked the album. I haven't really dipped into a lot of the songs that were maybe more trappy and stuff that I might not like. From what I've heard, I would give it three mics. Like I really I really liked it. I like his style. Yeah, he's always, he always surprises me. I always kind of forget about him, and then I hear it, and I'm like, oh yeah, like I dig him. And uh, yeah, I do. Speaking of everything, I have to go to the de- to a dentist uh, appointment. Actually, as we're talking about brushing our teeth, I'm going to go play that song. <laughs> yeah, the only, other, the only the other album I listened to was the Jedi Mind Tricks, the Funeral, and the Raven, and they always on point. But this album yeah. was underwhelming to me. This was not it. I, I didn't, didn't like, like any it. songs on it. I'm gonna give this shit like a 1.5 mics, respectfully, and that's just because mm. of their name, because of their history and their legacy. Yeah. Otherwise, you know what I mean. I just think production, man. It's like once Stoop was gone, to me, it's kind of things fell. Yeah. Yeah, but all right, we're gonna let Mike go, uh, man, and you know, you guys can keep talking if you want. We're gonna keep talking, but I'm gonna let you go to your dentist appointment, man. <laughs> all right, thanks Good for being on, guys. I never, I never mention it, but this is the first time I'm ever gonna mention it. I actually have a podcast with my wife called Mikey and Rin Stay In. It's a funny show. We talk about trying to make a baby. It's about infertility. It's about dick and fart jokes. It's about music. Uh, tune in. It's awesome. We're actually launching a new podcast as well called Mikey and Rin Eat In, oh, where we're going to have cookbook authors come to our house, and we're going to cook their recipes from their cookbooks with them and talk about music, talk That's about dope. food. And that shit yeah. is fun. I've heard your but podcast. It's funny as hell. I put the links in the show notes so people can check it out. Thanks, man. All right, man. Peace. All right, you guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Mike. Bye. All right, man. I want to thank Mikey Shee for stopping by once again. A couple other things I want to get into before we before we go. Uh, mandatory sports. You know we got to start talking sports now, man. They got us up there in the sports category. We got to start mentioning this shit. Apparently, it ranks so highly, sure. Antonio Brown, wide receiver from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's accused of obtaining a fake COVID vaccine card. <laughs> so, so he's under investigation now. I don't know if they're going to suspend him or what. The funny shit is his own chef ratted his ass out. He was like, oh, you don't like my food? I'm going to rat you the fuck out, bitch. Nah, it ain't even about the food. You got to start paying people. <laughs> you got- they always, they, they always <laughs> stop, start talking when you stop paying. That, that's true. How much you think he owes his ass? No, probably some petty, like, probably like 10 grand, some bullshit like that. got to be more than that. No, because no, it's small to Antonio. It's big to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 10, 10 Gs to that chef might mean a lot. 10 Gs to Antonio might. It's like, I don't understand why there's an investigation. It's not that hard. You have the man's social security number. Like I said, everyone, your 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 shot chart, your records, just like yo, give us your social, and we can tell if you've been vaccinated or not. It's that simple. It's on your shot chart. Like the the health department of wherever you got it from knows. And you say you got the shot, and they'll see the card, and so on and so forth. Like you got the card, right? Give us the card. Like this, they're gonna drag the shit out. This this is like a a, a twenty four hour like Scooby Doo shit. Like you can solve this in no hmm. time. <laughs> Dog, give us your card. If it matches up, we're cool. If it doesn't, then you out of here. Simple. Is it safe to say he's gonna have a new chef pretty soon? He, he has one now because he ain't paying the one that oh. fucking fired him. <laughs> the fuck? You already got a new chef. That, this is the old one he owed money to. AB, um, AB, 
whole thing with AB in the past, like all that shit, had an off scene. He's all mad people, mad money. He's like, he just ain't feel like paying him. So might cost, uh, cost him his career now, but we're going to see. There's a video right now that's out. I'm going to put all these links on the show notes so y'all can check it out yourself. There's a video of former running back, former Jet, Zach Stacy. What? Don't put that one up, though. I got to put it up. People got to see this shit. They can, I'm just, y'all, just, just Google Zach Stacy. Just, just do that. Zach Stacy was caught on a home camera whooping his girlfriend's ass, his baby mama or whatever. Whooping her ass, bro. He did like a power bomb on her. He did an Irish whip. He threw her into a TV. He punched her in the head. He did a spear on. I think he even choke slammed her at one point, yo. Mm-hmm. Smacked her up, punched her in the face. And this video is very hard to watch. That's why they're not put. If they want to watch, they can Google the shit to damn self. I wouldn't. And, and watch. I remember having this freaking bastard in my fantasy like years ago when he was still playing. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was one of those dudes you plug in on a bye week. He was like a mm. good backer. You put him in the starting running back, like get you some points. But shit, he don't lost yeah. all types of points with me after I saw this video. They need to do something. They need to jail his ass. He, he's talking about a bye week. He about to be bye bye, bye bye for good. <laughs> he's gonna be him, off bro. every week for the next. Six years knowing this shit. Two things I can't tolerate is a man whooping a female's ass or seeing kids get mistreated. When you see videos of babysitters or whatever beating up on little kids, those are two things I can't. I have no stomach for shit like that, bro. You know, and this is going to sound pretty fucked up. Like, if I saw a guy beating his woman's, like, beating up on his woman, I wouldn't intervene. And the, the sad shit is, I forgot, there was, like, studies have concluded that, like, every time there's, like, domestic violence, it usually takes women, like, something like seven times to leave the man before they finally leave him for good. Because women keep coming back to him. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, they're afraid of, of leaving him and getting killed or whatever. Or, you know, this is, he's the guy, he's all they know. They've been together for whatever, the longest. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a psychological issue. But these women that get abused physically, mentally, verbally by men, they usually stay with these guys. Or they keep coming back to them. I know a few. I do, too. And then, and it's and sad. then you then on you're looking at it at like why are you doing this why are you doing this to your kids why are you doing it to yourself and the kids but, might be one of the reasons why they stay you know what i'm saying that's a, that's a common uh, you know argument as to why women stay in relationships with because of the kids you know whatever you know they rely on him he's the breadwinner there's a lot of different reasons you know what i'm saying there are a ton but the, it kind of comes down to the whole thing like you don't really want to put yourself in that kind of situation where something has to be done or you have to intervene and the people who go through those situations, I, I like I my my heart felt my heart really does go out to you. But it's like I can't really stop anybody from doing some shit that goes on in their relationship unless I'm getting that. Unless it's like <laughs> I got the Will Smith book, ladies and gentlemen. I got the Will Smith book. I'm about to start reading this joint. And it's called Will. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. They just wait, 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 hold it. So, so you literally just got it. I just got it. They just handed it to me right now. So I'm showing it to you. Oh, I was looking away. Who gave it to you? My sister just walked in and she she handed it to me. She just handed it to me. Like, look, I got a brand new book. (laughs) Okay, so so I don't I I I have an issue with men who put their hands on other women. I think that's it's wrong. You should never put your hands on anybody unless you're defending for your own life. The the video itself, like I said, I I I don't. I'm not saying that you should watch it. I think that if it's out there, if you want to, you see it. You see it. It's a it's a very violent and very disgusting form of domestic violence. Uh, Whatever happens to him. I hope all the I hope the legal system, which we already discussed that we had a problem with, I hope they do whatever they need to do and make sure they put this man behind bars because that just seems so wholly unnecessary and just aggressively violent. Like it's ridiculous. I just I pray for everything comes through clear with that. But yeah, he's going to jail. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, my final question to you is: Is there a vaccine mandate at your employer? Uh, yes. 
Uh, it's it's you have to be vaccinated or be tested every week. As a matter of fact, I was actually right. talking to my friend Friday that it, they they he did the test because there's so many of us they don't do the swab anymore. We do the spit one. Mm. He went in Monday and did the spit one, and we have a rule of the job like if you don't put your if you don't have the results in by Thursday, they lock you out of the system. That means no pay, no nothing. So he did it Monday, but the company lost it, even though he put it in the box, and they they don't know where the sample's at, so he couldn't even go to work Friday. So he had to go get another test to hopefully it gets done and submitted so he can put it into the system so he can come back to work Monday. But do we have a mandate? Yes, we do. My job, they just sent us an email um, saying if you're not vaccinated by March 1st, I believe, you're a goner. You got to get the fuck up out of here. Oh, yeah, but you you got to go home, but you got to get up out of this company. <laughs> you knew that was coming, dog. And I'm fine because I'm vaccinated. I've been open about it. Um, they're also going to give us vaccinated folk $300. So I'm cool with that. But I just what? know that, yeah, we're getting money. Fuck. They only gave us 100 But I know there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to get vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you're just waiting to see, all right, which one of your coworkers are going to be gone. You know what I'm saying? Come, come March. And we're going back to the office January. Anyway, Indeed? that's going to be. Yeah, we're going back. We got to go back January. January, I think it's the first week. Of January. Right, but is it, is it flat out or is it like a hybrid? Hybrid. It's going to be hybrid. Okay. All right. That, you only got to come in a couple times a week. So you mean to tell me anybody who's not unvaccinated, they got, what, basically they three got months to find a new job? They gotta, yeah. Because <laughs> you got to show them. A new job. They want to see proof of the vaccine call. You got to submit it to them. You know what I'm saying? You better call Antonio Brown. Get that shit figured out. Get that shit figured the fuck out. But yo, that's gonna be our time. Um, I got this new logo campaign. I sent it to you. You ain't respond. I, t- I Nick, I responded to nah. the first one. I said I like the first one. You said the other two, and they were like, "I like that one better. I like that one better." I like yo. I like the first one. The one Literally, you know, it's like yeah, it's a, you know it has like the little boom box that says the Culture Podcast with Jeff and Ant, et cetera, et cetera. I got it up on Twitter. I put it up on Facebook. Right now, so far, the majority of people saying they like the new one. Uh, on Twitter, it's seventy one percent. To 29% say they like the new one. We got all this blue like we Crips, though. Yeah, but, you know, it works, though. I, I feel like it stands out more than the old. The old one had all the well, the current one. I don't want to say the old one. The, old, the, the current one has a lot of white, you know what I'm saying? This one has white, but it has blue, has black. The back, it just stands, it pops more. Yeah, and I'm just scrolling through it. Like I said, I, said, I see everything. Like I see a picture of Thanos. Great. <laughs> but, yo, that's going to be our episode, man. Tune in. Go check out the show notes. Go check out our social medias. Holler at us. We'll see you next week. Like we'll do that. Peace. My name is Ma. My name is what? My name is
for listening to the Culture Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more info and updates, connect with us on our website, theculture.one, or on Facebook at The Culture Podcast 2020, or follow us on Twitter and YouTube at The Culture 2020. I always follow them. Please subscribe to the show and leave reviews and comments where you listen to podcasts.